Opportunities. Hey, you got to love them, Adam. <laughs> my name's Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunalter. We're business coaches. We're partners in business coaching. We coach small businesses. Not too many good people are in this in this uh, competitive market that we're in with coaching people. And we, we uh, deal with the owners of small businesses, and we love them. We, we like the small owners because they're not small by, by height and, and weight, small by... Well, some are, not all of them, but yeah, it's not, it's not a prerequisite, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it isn't, it isn't the small that we're looking for. <laughs> but we, uh, we take on small businesses and we coach them through their problems. There's very little representation out there to help small business owners. And we're probably the best at it. Honestly, uh, you got to be humble sometimes, but sometimes you just have to say it like it is. There are very few small business owners who can deliver like we can. And opportunities is what I started talking about. And there are endless opportunities. We see them so often in the small business owner that we just, we, we can get excited for them, but they don't see it. All of a sudden the light goes on all of a sudden, but it's not in every case. In fact, I would say maybe one out of five with a little uh, prodding and, and, and encouragement. It's, it's uh, opportunities are all around us, folks. And if there's anything we don't like, it's the corporate dropout who's dragging his knuckles and just, woe is me, I got laid off today. Screw that. Who gives a shit? It's probably the best, it's the best opportunity for you and, and your work lifetime probably to, to uh, get a new direction and get a business, buy a business. Between the two of us, Adam and I, we've bought, sold, audited. Uh, what else? Throw another adjective or two in there. Uh, Whatever run, we, run, coach, consulted. Yeah. Buy them, investigated. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> and there, there's a sameness. We've been doing this for over 20 years. 20 years. And we've seen a lot and delivered a lot of people some, some pretty good redirection and happiness. So what we do, we have a procedure process that we take our clients through, and it's a good one. It's called Seven, seven Keys to Success. And we won't get into that now, but you should check our website for it. And maybe if you become a client, and that's not easy. It's not the, we don't do the, the same thing and just take on anyone who weighs money in front of us. Uh, there are a lot of people who we don't take on because we don't think they'll be successful with us. So what we do is uh, have our coaching. We, we coach somebody, for example, if you're one of our clients, we'll meet with you maybe weekly and go through the, our process and meld that into yours. And it uh, becomes a lot of fun and it has fun because it, it makes headway and changes that are positive for you. So we do this, Adam and I, together. We're usually two-on-one -on with our clients. So that gives you maximum power. And we also had a radio station for four years, and we moved that when podcasting came out. And that's what we do. And that's what we're doing here today. Once a week, we make a podcast. And we make a podcast usually, usually, on current events that we deal with with our clients and our coaching. We make a show out of it. And it's fun and it's on the mark. So we grow, the client grows, and everyone wins. 
So anyway, today the topic is going to be when is the best time to find and pursue opportunities? And I mean by opportunities, something to move your business in a different direction, something you maybe have been thinking about for a while, don't know quite how to express it and put it in place. It's an opportunity that comes along. We're speaking again, opportunities for your business or you individually. Maybe you want to make an acquisition. You probably never thought of it, and you're probably laughing. Who are these bozos? Make an acquisition. My sales are 800,000, and you know we, we deal with clients that usually have sales around 2 million in that neighborhood, 25 or less employees down to one. And we're, we're with the smalls. We're big fish in little ponds, and uh, we can make you much better, too. So we want to just kick around like we usually do the word opportunity and what it means and what we're trying to impart to you. And if you keep an open mind, maybe you'll get it with us. <laughs> so with that, Adam, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Welcome. This is episode 385 of the Dirty, Dirty Secrets of Small Business podcast. And uh, glad you're here. If it's your first one, welcome. I'm glad you glad you finally made it. If you're a longtime listener, thanks again for uh, for listening and for sharing stuff. And we try to have different topics every time, and we'll, we'll we'll dig into some of these some of these areas. But let me start with a question here, Jack. How many times? And this is you know, it could be for you, Jack. It could be for our audience, really. Which is, how many times have you uttered the following phrase? I don't have time. Right. <laughs> I, I try not to say it too long, too many times. But yeah, a lot of people say that I don't have time. Well, yeah, you got time for you got time for something. You just don't have time for what we're talking about. So your your point, okay, Jack. So we're, we're conscious of that phrase, right? But if if you're like most of us, we aren't. It's just part of the, part of that lexicon. It's likely that you've probably said that phrase hundreds, maybe even thousands of times. Mm. That's just this year, okay. Jack. Right? I mean, I'm talking about. I mean, just a turn. <laughs> you know, we, we hear it, and, and we have way too many small business owners that utter that same phrase when we talk about exploring new opportunities. All right. It'll be like, yeah, I just don't have time for it. So our question today is, are you one of them? Are you mm, one of good them? Good question. Good question. So, I like kind that of question. It aside. So, well, glad you tuned in because, you, you know, today's show is going to help you figure some of these things out. And, you know, to be able to find ways to make opportunities or to make time for these opportunities. So there's a very famous quote from Thomas Edison. You've probably heard it before, Jack. You know, I'm guessing our audience has as well. It goes a little something like this. It says, opportunity is missed by most people. Because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. Now. Good one. Never read that somewhere, too. That's a good one. That's fantastic. Now, that to me speaks directly to the small business owner. Because, Jack, we know, if nothing else about small business owners, we know they're not afraid to work. You know, the small That's business right. folks are some of the hardest working folks in the world, the small business owners. It's 24-7. We talk about it here all the time, Jack. 24-7, it's there. So, you know, let's make sure that you don't miss out on too many good opportunities. So, so how do you kind of how do you kind of do that? And, and I think we all have different different opportunities, Jack. I was, as I was preparing for the show, I was thinking about just you know some different moments in my life. You know, in terms of opportunities that that start to happen. You know, and uh, you know we we have a lot of opportunities in our careers. You know, but there were there were different things that that, that happened. And so, you know, you know, a little bit over twenty years ago, my my mother in law got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and at the time. Uh, my wife and I were in, were in New York City and we were living and working there, but we're very family oriented. And our plan was always to come back to the Cleveland area. And that kind of 
kind of got the plans accelerated a little bit, you know? So I wasn't quite ready to leave New York yet, but, but my wife is happy to come home. And um, so we, we took what was a, a, could have been a very negative thing, you know, you know, my mother-in-law getting sick and turned it into an opportunity. Well, the opportunity we turned it into is I was able to go in and negotiate. Now, about six months prior to this happening, the company I was working for was a small investment bank and we got bought by a big company, by the bank in New York. So we had a new owner now. We had new bosses. And so about six months in, I'm going to these new bosses and said, hey, um, I got to move back to Cleveland. And I got some family stuff kind of going on. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to, to commute. I'd like to set up an office for you in Cleveland and then commute back and forth. So here I am at uh, the ripe old age of, of, of 27, Jack, negotiating with the Bank of New York, <laughs> which happens to be the oldest bank in the country, founded by Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, okay? And yeah, right. It had some of that feel to it, Jack. It had the you know the gunmetal gray desks when you walked into the headquarters. You know, it was a very it had that kind of old old stodgy feel to it. But here I am, you know, presenting presenting an idea. Now, I had a sense that I was you know that they'd be willing to listen to me because as part of the deal, Jack, they all they also included some retention bonuses for a couple key employees. I happen to be one of those be one of those employees that they had kind of offered the retention bonus to. So I was motivated to stick around for a little bit too. And so we did work out a deal. So it worked out a deal where we moved back to Cleveland. They even helped fund some of that move for me, Jack. And then uh, I would fly Monday morning to New York, spend Monday through Wednesday in New York, and fly back usually Wednesday night. They'd cover cost of the the plane tickets and the hotel. I mean, it was a, it was a nice gig. It was a it, it good deal, to be, sure. To be well, a nice they liked opportunity. you. You were well, good. They liked me. I liked them. You know, that's how things you know kind of tend to work. You know, and so I was going along for a couple of years doing that, and then I got to the point where I just didn't, didn't want to be an investment banker anymore. And I think we've shared part of the story here before, but you know, I was I've I've been very aware throughout my life. You know, starting with my caddying days, and you know, and growing up with entrepreneurs. But you know, a lot of folks I caddy for, you know, much like yourself, Jack, were entrepreneurs, and so they'd often give me advice. And I was a young kid, but I would listen. You know, I'd, I'd listen to that advice. Usually, some good advice. And one of the consistent messages I heard, whether it be on the golf course caddying, to folks I was advising for who were entrepreneurs as well, they started talking about this whole idea that hey, if you're not having fun. If you're not really enjoying yourself and things are starting to feel like work, it's time to find something different because it doesn't have to be that way. You know, and, and and that's a different message than many of us often hear, Jack. It's like, well, hey, it's called work for a reason, right? You're not supposed to enjoy it and it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be miserable. And, and there's, a, there's a whole, a whole uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of people that think that way, which to, to me is just absolutely nuts. Did anyone, did anyone come up to you and put his arm around you and say, plastics? Plastics, right? <laughs> I did have somebody say, you know, he said, look, he goes, if you ever want to, you know, control your own destiny, you got to do your own thing. He goes, you work for somebody else. And if you're good, they're going to continue to kind of promote you. They're going to keep moving you around, doing stuff. And you have to keep doing things that you don't want to do. So if you want to control your destiny, control where you live, control what you do. You got to be the one doing your own thing. Right. I'm like, okay. And I'm 14 going, yes, sir. Right. Okay. That's, you know, good advice. It's you know, had, had a big impression on me because again, I'm, I'm thinking about almost 40 years later, Jack. So yeah, you know, so so I so I heard those things, and I you know, I could see that, and so I could see that as I was commuting back and forth, and I'm I'm approaching thirty at that point, and I'm looking at, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I'm looking at I had a couple of guys I worked a lot with, and one guy was ten years older than me, so he's about forty years old. The other guy is twenty years older, than me, so he's like fifty. So I have a couple of examples here in front of me of okay, here's here's what the future looks like. And Jack, I had I had no desire to have that future. You know, in terms of, I, I saw what they were doing. You know, I was getting to the point where, you know, I love doing deals. 
you know, to me, deals are a lot of fun to be able to do. And I love doing deals in the small business market, especially too, because it's I'm not saying it's the, the wild west, but again, there's there's ways to kind of get stuff done. You don't have a bunch of nonsense in the way, right? But I was getting bored. You know, you know, I kind of been there, done that. Yeah, you know, I wanted to do more. You know, I wasn't quite sure what what that meant, but I spent the last year that I was commuting back and forth. You know, I'd spend time on the weekends or the evenings. I'd be meeting people. I'd be investigating stuff, trying to figure stuff out. And that's when you and I reconnected. You know, like you said, over twenty years ago. It's been going back to two thousand and two, two thousand and three time frame. Long um, time. Yeah, you know. So, but I, I was talking to a lot of people during that during that time frame, Jack. You know, as part of my time here, you know, with Bank in York, too, I was meeting a lot of folks. As you might imagine, I was talking to a lot of different business owners. I was talking to a lot of, of private equity folks, and venture capital folks. And I was doing a, you know, a little version of what you were doing after you left your corporate job. And I was, you know, I was doing kind of some mock interviews a little bit to try to inspire, hey, do, you know, maybe, maybe I want to go to private equity now instead, you know, instead of investment banking. But I couldn't, I couldn't get excited about it. I couldn't get excited until you and I had dinner. And stuff that you were doing, stuff you'd been doing, and all of a sudden, I, you know, I started to get excited about it. Like, hey, this seems, this seems like what I want to do. You know, as I was kind of looking around, kind of turning over some different rocks, and you know, so being open to that. So, if we're looking for opportunities, one of the things you got to do is you kind of, you, you got to kind of stay open to stuff and just kind of look around. We talk about kind of turning over rocks, right? So, I think if you're kind of, you know, if you got to be open to what's what's out there, just kind of looking around and. I think being sensitive to, to, to what's there. So as you're looking at opportunity, like how, how do you decide if something's going to be an opportunity or not? Um, one of the best ways I've found it to, to, to look at something like this, Jack, is just to talk about it. You know, as silly as that sounds, just just find somebody, you know, whether it be you've got a, a spouse, a good friend, uh, you know, uh, you know, a parent, an uncle, a mentor, you know, a coach. You know, it's a big part of what, what we do with our clients, Jack, is we're that, we're that sounding board, you know? So... You know, if you if you just sit down and talk to somebody, it does a couple things. First thing it does helps you kind of process the idea a little bit. You know, especially for for guys like me, where you know I, I like to think it through and my mind's going a million miles an hour. Well, if I go out of the mind and start to kind of articulate it a little bit, you know, it's amazing how things connect differently from being in your brain to when you try to communicate it. It, it spills out in words a little bit, right? So, so I'm starting to kind of talk about it, it starts to process a little bit. The second thing that that you, that you figure out though too is does it energize and excite you or not? And so what I find is, you know, pretty quickly I can just determine, hey, is this an opportunity? Is it going in the opportunity pile? Because it's something that as I talk more about it, it starts to make more sense and I can I, I, you know, I can get excited about it. Or is it, I keep talking about it and it's like, I keep hitting dead ends or, or I'm not I'm not getting real enthused about it, Jack. You know, you know, so I think one of the first things to do is if you're thinking about something, maybe just to talk to somebody about it. You know, that's, again, that's a big part of what we do week in, week out with our clients, they come talk to us about what's going on in their business. And part of what we're doing there, Jack, is we're trying to sift through all the nonsense and say, okay, where, you know, where are the opportunities? What are the things to celebrate? What are the things that, that you want to focus on? Because we know this for, for a fact, Jack, that as you own a, a small business, you never, ever lack opportunities of, or things that are kind of thrown your way, whether it be opportunities or distractions, but there's, there's never a lack of stuff. There's always stuff to do, Jack. The stuff's never done, is it? Never, ever. There's, there is, and yeah, just it's keeping that open mind. That's that's the key to it. But yet, it's a very difficult thing to describe. You know, the the the, the cliche of opportunities come knocking and you you don't see them. Well, why don't you see them? Why don't people see opportunities? 
they have a mindset, especially uh, with big corporations and you're working for one. Uh, that's all you can do. And that's, that's why people get so down and it's such a daunting task to have to, in today's world, imagine trying to look for a job that uh, is going to give you the American dream. Yeah. That's a, that's what we got to talk about one of these days too, Adam, the American dream, what that means, but yes, <laughs> opportunities. They're, they're in abundance. Well, be, being open is a big part of this stuff, right? So and I agree, Jack. So if you're, if you're open to stuff, you, 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 you'll, you'll have a sense. So, but being open only helps, I think, if you have this, this other thing in place first, because it's hard to be open to, if you don't, you know, if you don't have this other thing in place, Jack. And so you, you mentioned our seven keys. I'll put a link in our notes to the seven keys because it's, it's a fantastic little visual for you. But the first key on our seven keys, Jack, is the vision. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what a vision is, I'm sure most of you do, but hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it here. So the next five to 10 years, where the heck do you want to be the next five to 10 years? Where do you see yourself? Now, believe it or not, <laughs> we find a lot of frustrated people, Jack, that can't answer that question very, very well. And a lot of them are, are business owners. And, and, and we understand why they, they, they've been sucked into the vortex of small business ownership where there's all this stuff to do and it never ending. And I can go from maybe, maybe when I first started out, Jack, I had an idea. I had some thoughts about where I wanted to go. But then I got customers. I got employees. I got stuff happening. Somebody sues me. I got to deal with all this stuff's kind of going on. And all of a sudden I've lost, I've lost my way. I don't know where I want to go. Well, if you're not sure where the heck you want to go, how do you know what an opportunity looks like? You're going to miss stuff, right? If you, if you don't know, if you don't know what you're looking for. So I, I remember, you know, the, the, do you remember the story for how I decided that I wanted to look into investment banking in terms of what struck my interest the first time I kind of heard about investment banking, Jack? Remember the story at all? Probably not. Wall Street? Well, Wall Street, no, I, 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 that was certainly a good movie, but I was uh, visiting my brother. So this is this is my, uh, my between junior and senior year of college. And so I'd always known that I wanted to go into business. And the probably reason I went to school in Michigan, Michigan has, has top, <laughs> top five undergrad business school and so i always loved business i always knew i wanted to go to business i thought i wanted to go more in the marketing advertising space because that's where my family's business was at jack and i took a few of those classes junior year and it just wasn't quite what i thought it was going to be it didn't quite add up for me but i took some finance classes jack you know and the finance classes started to kind of ring true to me a little bit you know and i always liked numbers kind of growing up and so as so i was trying to figure out um what i wanted to do with the opportunities like so what do you do with the finance degree you know and uh so anyway so i'm out visiting my brother you know he's living in san francisco at the time because he'd gone to school out out in the area and so i was out visiting for a little while and going to see one of our favorite bands metallica you know I've, I've seen metallica probably 20 times over the years and a lot of different areas and so one of the places i was going so i was going to visit my brother and, and one of the things we were doing when i was visiting was going to see going to see metallica and we're going with his one of his college roommates, this guy Dave, who I'd known for years, good guy. And and Dave was bringing somebody along, and so so Dave was working for uh, J.P. Morgan at that point, and he was talking about the, the guy he brought to the concert. Jack was a client of his, and he said, "Well, I'm expensing this entire thing." I said, 
<laughs> there I am, you know, 20, 21 year old kid going, Hey, this guy's going to Metallica show and, you know, expensive whole thing. Like, what do you do, Dave? I'm an investment banker. Hmm. I think I want to be an investment. You know, yeah, let's explain what, kind of, you know, what he does. I think, I think I, mean, I, I want to be an investment banker. Let me take a look at that. Right. Cause I, I had a sense just finance stuff. And lo and behold, a year later, I'm heading to New York city to work for Bear Stearns, you know, and it's because I was, had an idea of what I wanted to do. I said, okay, well, you know, what does it look like? And I saw something. I said, that's a pretty neat. If, if, I can, if I can get to go to Metallica show for free, that's a pretty cool thing, right? Again, simple little thing, Jack. Now, that actually worked out about two years later. My second year at, at Bear Stearns, I, I had one of our first-year analysts happen to live in New York. He had a good buddy who worked at the Madison Square Garden. And being a, you know, if you're a young investment banker, Jack, you usually work 120-hour weeks, lots of all-nighters, so you don't get nights off. But I was able to sneak out for an hour and a half, and we went down to Madison Square Garden. We were able to, we were able to get in the building for free and watch the last half of the show. It was pretty cool, you know, all from investment banking. So that dream came true pretty quickly. You know, within a couple within a couple a couple of years, to be able to go, it kind of came full circle a little bit. But if you have a vision, if you have an idea of kind of what you're looking to do, you can you can spot the opportunities that are in front of you. They're right there often. I say I say that's a, a little different, a little different than my epiphany, if you want to call it that. That it. uh, yeah, I, I had a first twenty years, twenty five years of my career was with big corporations, and yeah, I made it to a level of vice president and pretty heady stuff. And I, I met a a guy who was a consummate entrepreneur. I still hold him in in the number one position in terms of affecting. Not only me, but just the whole world of entrepreneurism. I mean, there's so many people talking about it and can't end, hold a candle to this guy. And he 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 started businesses. He was maybe 20 years older than me, and he started a number of businesses that all were working well. And he had about five or six businesses going on. And he liked me. Why he liked me, I don't know. You know, it was. <laughs> It was hard to do at that time sometimes, but it, it uh, we hit it off real well. And he uh, offered me a position of chief financial officer of this company. He said he had, he had six companies, all fairly substantial in their own right. Here I'm working with, you know, multi-hundred million, uh, you know, sales companies, Fortune 500. I'm, I'm progressing up the ladder with that. And here's this guy with smaller companies, but bigger than the $2 million threshold that we would be doing, but not big companies by any stretch. And he offered me a position of financial manager of this company, come in as, as a vice president, whatever title you want to really give yourself, but make sense of these multi-companies that I own. And I looked at him totally astounded. I, I, I said, what do you mean, Jack? His name was Jack, too. He, he, uh, he said, hey, you know, you, you, you got the knowledge, you got the track record. He said, you know, you probably could do this pretty good. I could not see it. I could not see the opportunity to work with the best guy who I've ever met in my life as an entrepreneur. But I didn't know that then. And I didn't know the opportunity was being presented to me. I didn't know the scope of it and the impact. It was an absolute life changer, and I didn't take advantage of it. 
I was set to go eventually. I, I take I took the financial. I I, I got promoted uh, again. They wanted me to move to Canada as president of our Canadian operation, and then come back to to the states. Assuming I did well there, and here I was. I said, I didn't want to go there. I just didn't want to do this anymore. And I can't explain it any way else. I didn't take it. I jumped ship. I, I totally made my decision. I had a preconceived notion. And this is what I think stops a lot of people. A preconceived notion about work is what it's all about. And it was, hey, I, I'm a big corporate guy, you know, and that's how I worked my way up to where I'm at. I can't go somewhere else and do something else. I didn't even know what entrepreneurism was. It wasn't nearly as popular. My point is, it's the preconceived notion that puts the, the handcuffs on people. They can't leave. They can't see the world beyond. I, I can, I'm an expert at talking to people like that because it's, it's the closest uh, thing to a definition of where I was from a business work standpoint. And I took a jump. I said, shit, I, I'm pretty good. I can, you know, I'll, I'll land on my feet somewhere. I tried to look and create a vision, the, the MBA approach to things, write a list and, you know, the, do all these kinds of things. <clears throat> but your experience and your track records, if you're successful, however and whatever, you're going to start to see if it gets molded and shaped and, and, and polished you're going to see that little opportunity ball that has a lot of dirt on it and a lot of it's, it's buried somewhere. But if you go through enough encounters, if you like to say, turn over rocks, if you meet a wide variety of people doing a wide variety of things, all of a sudden a light's going to go on if you're good. And all of a sudden a light will go off totally. If you can't see this world. I mean, that's the best way I can think of explaining it because that's what it is. And people miss that opportunity. I got a job, so now I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to have all kind of stress. I'm going to, I got to get another job at a big company and, and all the nonsense that goes with that. So the world of small business, starting a business, buying a business, uh, working for a small person, small business that not a person, small business that, that, uh, is in something totally foreign to what you were thinking. The adaptability of that experience that you get is priceless. You know, and Adam knows my love for pizza shops and, and uh, you know, use that, become, buy, buy a pizza shop or start one. Think you could do that? If you're good, you can do that. You'll find a way to take the plunge and then ask yourself afterwards, hey, what did I just do? but you find it's okay. Well, so if, if we stay open, we have a kind of an idea where, where we're trying to go. We talk about that, that, that a little bit, Jack. And this, okay, we were talking a little bit about some of our personal experience. We had a lot of people, when you're talking about business too, in terms of, of doing that, right? If you're, if you're working a job, you're, you're too busy doing stuff, right? Or if, 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 I'm, if I'm working the business, you know, I'm too busy doing stuff. But, you know, these things tend to happen sooner than you think. And you know, I remember one of our favorite clients talked about this. He said, look, he said, I know, he, he is i get nervous when i'm comfortable so when i get comfortable i have to get uncomfortable you know because he started to realize that you know it, it's and i think a lot of owners will get there jack you know you, you get to the point where hey i find like i like i'm top of stuff and i just want to kind of take a little breath kind of sit enjoy stuff a little bit right that's okay to do for a little bit you know 
three months, six months, maybe. Right. But, um, you know, one of the, uh, the things about, about business is, you know, things keep on things, things keep on changing, you know, and markets change opportunities, you know, present themselves. And so, you know, with this, you know, a client would often do is he'd be looking at his P and L, you know, looking at, you know, where the money is coming in, where the money's going and he looked for opportunities. And so he started to form new companies out of that, out of that business. Hey, we're spending a hundred thousand bucks a year on X. Can't we do X and start a company? Right. And all of a sudden now the money's coming to me instead of going to, you know, going to somebody else. And so the, 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 there's different ways if, you know, if, you know, the, the, if you're comfortable, maybe that's, you know, and not too many small business owners, Jack, get comfortable, but, but some do get comfortable. Okay. So if you're getting comfortable, maybe it's time. It's time to be for you to be looking for something else because things don't, things just don't stay stagnant. You know, there's a lot of nonsense out there. People talking about four hour work weeks and all this other kind of stuff, right? It's kind of get things going, Jack, and it's just clipping coupons and, and things are just to be hunky dory. There's no problems at all. What a bunch of nonsense that is. What a bunch of nonsense that is when it comes to running a small business. Because you got people involved, you have things happening. And if you're checked out or mostly checked out or you're semi-checked out or semi-retired, whatever phrase you want to use, okay, it's not, it's, it's not happening, you know? So uh, a big part of this is, hey, if you're recognizing that, that you're getting a little too comfortable, that's a time to kind of find some new opportunities or to start to look at some of those, some of those new opportunities and be able to kind of, you know, figure out, <clears throat> are they there? You know, we had one of our clients actually, he was on just a few weeks ago talking about his story, um, uh, our, our good buddy, Ben Ide. And he's just, he was uh, our second time we had him back on because he had so much that had happened since since the last time it happened. He sold a company and he went to work for his friend. And while he was working for his friend, he went down a rabbit hole. Well, actually, it's a bird hole, I guess. Is there a boat, or is it called a bird hole, Jack, versus a rabbit hole? I don't know. But it, it's, no, I'd call it bird hole. All right. So he went, <laughs> went down the bird hole and he found a business they wanted buying. You know, pretty quickly after he stopped working for his buddy. And, you know, so you got to start looking at these things before it's time. You know, you know, I didn't wait until I until I left, you know, Bank in New York to try to figure out what I wanted to do next, Jack. I was spending a year kind of turning over rocks and looking at stuff. And a lot of that was driven by and I, I found this true. And, you know, you know, like people go to college and they pick majors, you know, usually you're picking a major by crossing crap off. Right. What don't I want to do? You know, and so. <laughs> So as I was crossing out things that I didn't want to do, but knowing I still love business, I was trying to figure out, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, it's often, if, if you're turning over a bunch of those rocks, you get to figure out what it is. It's like, it's like dating, Jack. You know, it's rare. You, you hear stories of, you know, childhood sweethearts, you know, people that, that, that met in grade school or met in high school. And then they, you know, they, they, they've had 50, 60 year marriages. Well, that's pretty unusual because it's rare that you find that person that first time. You know, it usually takes a few a few dates, a few dozen dates, a few hundred, or whatever. Good. It might that's be. a good. That's a good point. Yeah, a, that's a, a real good dates. point. But then when you <clears> find <throat> it, Jack, you kind of know because you've been through some stuff. And you know, a big part of what we're, what we're talking about here is taking that knowledge and experience that you have. You, know, you were kind of you know, alluding to it before. If, if you're not in small business yet, you don't recognize how good you are because you're working for somebody else, and and you're you know, I don't want to say protected, but you're you're often kept in a bubble and and you're told not to go out because how scary it is out there, right? But if you've been doing your own thing for a little bit, you have a pretty good sense of how good you are. The question is kind of what other things do you want to do? And we are tired of talking to small business owners, Jack, who are frustrated and, and, and dragging knuckles on the ground. It's like, wait a minute. <clears throat> well, you can change stuff. This is your business. You got no right. You got no, you got no business being bored, upset. If that's your way, then get out of this business. It's time to go you know, maybe do a new business or maybe just get out totally. 
maybe owning a company is not for you, but you shouldn't be frustrated or, Hey, this is just how things are. That's why it's called work, Jack, right? If, if, if that's your mentality, that that's where you're at right now. Hey, guess what? This is probably a good time for you to be exploring some new opportunities and thinking about new opportunities. And there are lots of them out there. If you have an idea of what you're trying to do, if you're staying open to them versus saying, Hey, I don't have time for this, Jack. Well, again, if I don't have time, you know what? You're absolutely right. You don't have time because you're not, you're not making the time for it. You're not making the time to say, Hey, you know, I got to explore something a little bit and just see it's, it's because it's, it's, it's rare that it's so obvious, Jack. It's, it's obvious in hindsight. It's obvious in the rearview mirror. Okay. Hey, if, if I had known to, to buy a, a, Apple stock when I was seven years old, 1980, Jack, I probably would have, but I didn't know Apple was going to be what Apple is today. Right. That's I, right. People didn't know that 20 years ago and when, when jobs get kicked out. And, you know, so you start, but in hindsight, well, it's obvious. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Well, so those little, those little nuggets, those little, those little opportunities, those, you know, how do those folks get so lucky, Jack? Well, what happens is they start to, they start to explore them a little bit. And it starts with the things we're talking about today. It starts with being, you know, with, with being open, with having that vision for what you're trying to do. It starts with having those discussions. And you see it getting excited because, you know, I had something that got thrown to me recently that I wasn't sure it was an opportunity or, or, or not, Jack, you know? We talked about, you know, several of our clients have, have sold over the years. And uh, a lot of them have sold to, you know, to some bigger companies and stuff. And um, anyway, a little while back, one of our clients reached out to me and, and we we're talking for a bit. And he, he offered me or asked me if I'd be interested in being the CEO of this combined company. And, and I was, I was, so, I want to say uh, speechless, but I was pretty, I, and that doesn't happen to me very often, Jack, as you know. So I was, yeah, I was, I was like, I hadn't even thought about it. You know, but it was one of those things, and and if somebody I have a lot of respect for kind of asked me this question, so I said, "Let me, let me digest a little bit." You know, so what did I do? Well, I started digest a little bit. I started talking to my wife about it a little bit, talked to my dad about it a little bit, talked to you about it a little bit, and every time I talk talk to you guys about it, not the, it, it just wasn't going anywhere. You know, I was talking about it's like, yeah, okay, I can see, you know, I was trying to rationalize, okay, you know, I could do this, okay, this could work, but. There was no, there's no energy. There's no excitement because I have a lot of energy excitement, but other things that I'm doing right now, I feel like, you know, why would I want to spend time with, with that versus here's, you know, I kind of left the version of that world. I kind of what that world looks like. Jack. That's not where I want to be. I've seen that world. Okay. So, but I hadn't thought about it for a little bit. And so again, so it's often those, those things where it's, it just seems like it's so out of left field. Well, maybe you got to pause and kind of just see, because otherwise we're going to miss it. And it's just going to pass pass right by versus no, hey, I can grab out. I said, this is what I'm looking for, Jack. You know, I've been turning these rocks over. Here it is. I finally found it. I found that treasure underneath the piece of rock. And it was there all along. But now that I'm open to it and know what I'm looking for. You'll see it. I you'll you'll it. see it. And you can. And then the next big thing is to act on it. Jump jump in the, jump in the water, so to speak. All right. And it, and it may not be the right time, but the point is, all of a sudden windows start to open and you see opportunities that you never saw before. So if you got good experience, if you, if you have good experience and you've been successful with that experience, you know, you've learned as you've, you know, mastered the big company uh, program, <laughs> all of a sudden we're saying, look at small businesses and don't be afraid to take a plunge. If all of a sudden you get all excited, you know, you, you get, Nah, that isn't for me. I can't do it. And some it comes back to you can do it if you've been successful. If you haven't, you won't you won't recognize opportunities too much. You just won't recognize them. 
because right. you've been buried in the big corporate world. And, and that's all right. It is. It's all right for a lot of people. <laughs> but boy, there's nothing like a small business and having experience in that and being able with tremendous confidence to, again, buy, sell, audit, uh, you know, value, do, I mean, do so much. It's well, it's, fun. Well, it's one of the things we talked to a lot of our clients about, Jack, and I think mentioned the show, but we, we help people buy and sell companies. And, and again, that's something that we know, Jack, is not on most people's radars. And, you know, there's a number of reasons why that's the case. You know, the, the, probably the biggest reason being the most people that don't understand financials, they don't understand numbers. And so usually that's kind of where you lead, right? So all of a sudden I ask me for their numbers, I'm looking at their numbers going, uh, you know, what is this stuff? You know, you know, what's it telling me, you know? But, you know, the <laughs> idea, because it, it can be daunting, you know, if you started your company 10, 15 years ago, you know, you remember what it was like to get things started because starting a company is damn hard. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of effort, a lot of work because you're, you're creating something out of nothing. You know, a lot of people say the business is not creative, Jack, but a bunch of nonsense, right? I mean, you know, again, here we are creating a product and service that we're selling that didn't exist before. That sounds pretty damn creative to me, you know, you create something out of nothing here, you know, here it is. And so if you've been doing that for a while, okay, well, you know, there's usually some opportunities to kind of add on to that. And so one of the things we'll often talk about is this idea of looking to buy other companies. Now, it could be buying other companies that are part of your industry, you know, so you expand in that, or it could be something totally different. You know, one of the things we, we continue to kind of, you know, hit on, you, you talk about this, you know, part of the open, Jack, where, you know, business, there's a lot of sameness to business. And so if you understand business, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a pizza shop or a hairdressing place or an engineering firm or a manufacturing firm or a plumbing shop. Business is business. The, 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 the aspects of business are the same. The product and service might be a little bit different, but the way you deal with customers, the way you, you handle money, the way you plan, those things are, are pretty consistent. So, you know, picture you going in and to, to an existing company that already exists and you can see stuff. You can see what, you know, what went right, what didn't quickly, go right. You can see things quickly. Right. And, and the beauty of small business, Jack, is guess how you decide on stuff. Guess what the, what the, what the committee looks like. Take, I mean, take a look at the mirror. That's, that's, that's the committee. That's right. Right. And so to your point, it comes back to being decisive and doing stuff. And, and there's so much fear holding people back on stuff. But if you're, if you've been in business for a while, I can guarantee you there are opportunities again, whether it be like we were talking about with one of our clients who, who would constantly going through his P and L looking for places he was spending money that he can maybe create a company out of that would not only save money for him, but also he, he can now provide that service to somebody else. Right. So to be thinking that way in terms of, hey, what else can I do? What else can I do to help to kind of increase and grow this thing and, 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 and do things a little different way? Because if you talk to anybody who's been in business for, you know, it's one of the things I, I absolutely love, you know, when I was in New York, Jack, I'd be talking to these, to these entrepreneurs, and you, you'd hear about them, the way that they started the business, you know, 25 years ago, where they are today, and the path that they took to get where they are today, they never could have predicted that, Jack. But what happened was they started doing something. And as they went along, there were different opportunities that presented themselves. And the ones who were successful, the ones who started to pursue those, but also that they knew how to start to figure out what's an opportunity versus what's a, just a distraction or a time sink. And it's going to kind of take us off course because there's a lot of those there too, right? You know, as, as I was walking around this morning, I would take my dog for a walk. I was thinking about kind of a visual for this. If you're, if you're stuck somewhere, like you're an owner, like out in the jungle somewhere, and there's all these vines that are there, okay, well, which vine do you grab onto? There's a lot of vines that choose from. Like, how do I know it's the right vine that's going to pull me up out of where you know wherever I'm stuck? 
And, you know, as an owner, if you don't know, you know, where you're trying to go, if you don't have people talking about stuff, you're going to be probably picking the wrong vines. You're going to be ignoring all those vines. You're going to be stuck wherever you are. And yet the, 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 the escape hatch <laughs> might, be, might be right there in front of you, Jack. And you're just, you're, you're, you're too afraid or too unaware to be able to grab it. And again, that's a big part of what we do. And so I th- we talk about the idea of talking to people about this. Not all sounding boards are created equally. Okay. So if you have a discussion with, with me and Jack about something, you have a discussion with your brother or sister or your, your, your husband or wife or your, or your son or daughter or your, your mother or father, I can guarantee you that the discussion and the conclusions are going to be very different. Because the, the, the things that, 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 that Jack and I see and are trained to see based on our experience is often very different from somebody else sees in terms of being able to identify that opportunity. And to dust it off. Say, yeah, this is it. This is the one. That's okay. Let's start to now add to that. <clears throat> you know, because it doesn't. It, it's 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 not usually this big event, Jack. You know, what was it was a. Uh, there's a lot of people that have said this, but you know, I, I've heard Steve Case, Steve Jobs, you know, both credited with it. But the whole idea of the, you know, the overnight success. Well, yeah, it usually happens after a decade or so of, of hard work, right? It, it comes out of this is the stuff that you're doing. You know, people all of a sudden magically appear on stage and they, you know, they become viral, they become famous. Well, how does that happen? It's it's not just it's rare that it's just I wake up one day and that's it. It's it's usually there's 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 years or decades of stuff that's been going on where these things start to kind of hit. And that, that, so so again, it's being able to identify that 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 little kernel, that that little nugget, Jack, to then take that thing and be able to take it forward and grow it and make it. From an, from an opportunity to where it becomes reality. Good stuff. Good stuff, Adam. So we can talk about this. Forever. I know we could. Yeah. So if, if you like what you heard today, that's, you know, that's, you know, like I said, this is episode 385. So if you have 384 other episodes, uh, you can get them all at our website, which is dirty secrets of small business.com. And if you go to that website, you'll notice there's an episodes tab. You click there, you'll see a search bar and you can put in whatever topic or, or question you've got. It'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that topic. Uh, if you don't find one that suits your needs, feel free to reach out to us. You can do that a couple of ways. You can email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670. I'd be happy to answer the question for you directly or do much like we did today, put together a show for it because chances are if you have the question, somebody else does as well, then they'll be happy that you asked it because they want to get a chance to be able to answer that question. So, that's what we got. If you, if you prefer going with the podcast player, we're available at any podcast, the big podcast, uh, big podcast players, excuse me, for iHeart, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can follow or subscribe to the show. We typically drop a new episode every Thursday morning. It'll be delivered right there to your smart device. You can get all the prior episodes there as well. So we appreciate you listening, and we'll talk with you all next week. Bye-bye, folks.